0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get ready to leave domestic football behind for the international break but not quite yet Matt O'Reilly says someone was due a doing from Celtic and now hopes to take that clinical side into Europe Cyril Dessers is now feeling more confident as a Rangers player he says after scoring at the weekend and the Scotland camp are looking to end the campaign on a high despite qualification already being secured. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you've got Gordon DL and Jim Duffy. And Gordon, it is never a quiet weekend in Scottish football. I suspect you two will still be dealing from the after effects of a busy weekend. And of course, onto an international break where we can sit back and relax. Never a dull, qualified. Never a dull moment, you've got to say. I really enjoyed my weekend of football. Plenty to talk about, Gordon. Looking forward to international break, obviously, and how Scotland are going to do. But uh, I think all the talking points are at the weekend. Um, terrific performance from Celtic, you've got to say. Uh, great bounce back from that disappointing midweek 6-0 defeat over in Spain. Uh, Rangers cruised against Livingston. Good result for Hearts. Needed bad result for my team Motherwell. Struggling. And uh, obviously David Martindale, can he keep doing it season after season? Bought my league, but he's not, he's not faced by it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, it was good to see that, um, you know, Matt O'Reilly coming out and, uh, you know, talking about Celtic's performance, you know, and, and you know, Matt O'Reilly's been exceptional. He's He's been a, a shining light right throughout the, the campaign and amongst some other players, obviously, Lewis Palmer as well, I thought was terrific for Celtic at the weekend. They scored some outstanding goals and also that exquisite set-up pass um, from Palmer without outside his right foot, so nonchalant. Uh, and just, just um, you know, a joy to watch. So I think that that's that's when you know you're expressing yourself when you're in total control of the game. Uh, and again, you know, Rangers very good performance, um, particularly in the first half. And I think that's the only wee thing that I think that Philip Clement will be looking at. Can Rangers sustain these periods for a bit longer? Mm-hmm. Sparta Prague similar, maybe about sixty minutes, and then started to tail off a wee bit similar on Saturday. And I think that's when he needs that squad strength. So that when it gets around about that hour mark, when he changes it, the tempo stays the same or, if anything, can intensify again. But overall, um, both uh, Glasgow clubs, um, terrific performances, both clean sheets, um, plenty of goals and plenty of goal action as well. Come on then, it's 01419511025. What is on your mind tonight? I feel like last night was extremely busy. There were so many big talking points or, or you know controversial moments for the weekend whether it was VAR decisions ones given not given Kyogo's head knock we spent a lot of time on that sort of stuff last night so if you couldn't get through and you've still got more to add why not do that or maybe the second day on maybe this is a chance to actually talk a bit more about the football and the performance and who was good and who wasn't and how you feel going into this international break uh, because I suppose this is always a good opportunity for teams to to kind of take stock isn't it you know you get to this point in the season you do have a break you've played a, a good number of games so you kind of know where you're at I mean nothing's won or lost yep. but you've got a good idea of where you're at and what you need to improve on yeah I think players managers and sometimes directors as well and owners take stock at this time of the year nah, play, players are on the beach maybe yeah. if they get a few days but well, you, some, you managers will sometimes uh, they, they do if they're not involved in a national setup. But as I said, I think fans 
you know, especially now with social media, they'll look at where their club is, what the starting ambitions were at the start, you know, the, the start of the season, whether they're anywhere close to that, whether they've matched or overachieved or underachieved. And as I mentioned, owners and directors as well. Sometimes, look, that's why it's always the, the kind of dangerous time for managers running about the kind of December, Christmas period because... If it's, if it's not going to the you know the level of expectations set out at the start, then a new manager comes in and they get the January window to try uh, and you know get players in and implement their their style. So there's a lot at stake just now. You're absolutely right. It's a it's a crucial time with this um, little break coming up uh, for the international matches. Uh, and as Gordon said, there's some clubs we spoke about Motherwell there just a wee while ago started brilliant but just seem to have just mm -hmm. fell off a cliff in the last few weeks. I feel like this is an important junction, Gordon, and hopefully mm. that's why fans will phone up and let us know how they're feeling going into this break and what they made of the big talking points at the weekend. Um, we do have a winter break, but we've got so many games between now and then. By the time you get there, you always say things aren't won and lost. I'm not saying mm -hmm. you know that, that it is the case, but you can, you can have done yourself a good bit of damage if you get this next section of games wrong. Oh, you could do yourself a lot of damage. Um, I think uh, when uh, sorry the international break comes, you know, good for some clubs. You look at Livingston, Ross County, cannot buy a win. Motherwell, cannot buy a win. It gives them that, that period of time just to settle everything down, take a deep breath, go and work in different things in the training ground. They've had plenty of time to do that and then hopefully bounce back. Uh, if you're at St Johnston, Craig Levine, it's come at, at the worst time. They're on a terrific run. Or though, will managers like him not welcome the chance to, to get, get to a go bit and of time? No, I think momentum's everything yeah. in the game. I think you're looking forward as a centre forward. You've not scored in ten goals. You bang a couple of goals in the next two games. You don't want a break to go and practice your finishing. You want to be back on that pitch scoring goals. Um, but I think that come January. I think we'll have a real picture of where everybody is. And I think there's a few teams right now are worrying. Right, come on. 01419511025. The international breaks more than ever. It's up to you. Maybe you see this as a quiet time uh, to ask something a bit different. But if we are talking about the here and now, what did you make of the weekend? If you want to revisit some of the big talking points from last night, you couldn't get through on VAR decisions, refereeing calls, head knocks, injuries, all the rest of it. We are here for you. Maybe it's a chance, uh, because we didn't do it that much last night, to reflect on the actual football <coughs> element and the performance levels and so on and how your team arrives into this international break. Are you in a good place? Are you not? What do you hope your team's working on uh, over the next couple of days? Big weekend for Scotland, regardless of the fact that qualification is secured. Uh, still would be uh, nice to end on a high. So we can get to all that stuff later on. But in the meantime, if you want to phone about that or anything else, it's 0141 951 1025 Of course as always You can tweet us You can get in touch Over there on social media um, But I prefer it The old fashioned way Give us a call And let us know What you are thinking Tonight um, I think Scotland Have gone for some Warm weather training In Turkey, Turkey And yeah. it's raining um, Your heart bleeds for them <laughs> It's, yeah, it's raining here as well It's yeah. certainly raining here That's for yeah. sure um, but We won't recognise Some of them When they come back Of all <laughs> New hair and new teeth <laughs> yeah, All right Yeah just to get looking good for the uh, for the Euros. Oh yeah, so. you got to. Listen, um, it is a, an important match for Scotland. I think uh, you know we we, we said the, the campaign was magnificent, and then you know the last three games, albeit the opposition uh, is of, of top quality, but you want to get back to winning ways again. You know, you, and, and just settle everything down again. It's great to see Lauren Shanklin getting an opportunity again. I think a lot of people 
you know, we're a bit surprised, even though Stevie Clark tends to, you know, you know, stick by his tried and trusted uh, group of players have done so well for him. But I think Shackman, when we don't have an abundance of natural strikers, is the one natural striker we do have. So for him to get in, even though a little bit by default, and he's on really good form as well, mm. he had a wee sticky spell, but he's, he's like all goal scorers, uh, you know, he's, he's found a way to the back of the net again, two goals at the weekend. So listen, I, I, I'm, I'm delighted for, 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 for Lawrence Shackland. And hopefully he gets an opportunity to get on the pitch. Okay, 01419511025. Brian is first through tonight. How's it going, Brian? Hello, guys. How are you doing? All good here. Good, Brian. What you got for us? What are you thinking? Well, bruises and smiles. Right, bruises through the game against uh, Europe, um, 6 nothing, And then we played against an Aberdeen team that had come down and gave Rangers a bit of a bloody nose. And they've done well in Europe themselves. But when we came back, we came back on Sunday... Um, and, and it was a point proven. I hope, I really do hope that we Hugh is listening. Because oh, he will he, be, don't you worry. Well, Hugh, well done, son. You, you actually put Aberdeen's six goals in for them yourself with your silly wee comments and the, and the comic that he writes in. Guys, it's got to be understandable that where a, a grown man and a pundit like Hugh is making a, a, a so many mistakes and a, a million mistakes, it's become... The national treasures joke, you know. Mm. Good to see it's not got to you, though, Brian. <laughs> Hold on, Celtic will lose the league, and Brendan will be looking at situations vacant. That's unbelievable. After the kind of seasons that he's watched, he's watched us. But Philip Clement is the new charge. Yeah, the but don't forget, charge. Brian. Don't forget, Rangers fans say that this is all reverse psychology from Hugh, and he actually secretly wants Celtic to win, and this is all some sort of ruse to help that happen. I know, but I'm worried about my wee pal. I'm worried about his mental health. Oh, he'll health. be fine. No, no, Brian, come on. Keep anyway, that's that's no, not that's not polite. That's not in the spirit of what we do. I'll slag you as much as anybody, but keep it fair. Aye, but we're right. So what I want to talk about is the, the kind of football that we saw on Sunday. Um, we done we done to Aberdeen what uh, basically what Atletico done to us. Except, I mean, like if if made us no sent off, which it shouldn't have been. Um, we'd maybe have got a, a wee run on it. Now, look at the Man United, the Newcastle. They're spending hundreds of millions in them, the exact same flight position as we are in Europe. So, but what I was saying to the guys on on the, the, the producer there, I was saying, we need to get out of our comfort zone. We need to get out of this being the best in Scotland is enough. And And... It doesn't mean that we go and do the Man United's or the, 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 the Newcastle United's and all that and, and lose all that money you know, and just say, it's OK, we'll do that again next year because we won't. But we certainly need to be picking up players like, look at Palmer. Palmer didn't cost too much, but he was a player that came from Greece. He was a player that had already been in the a higher league and he was not a project. He was... This boy's a player Do you know what I mean When Do you think that is Is that the case though Because I do feel like Give it a ropey night in Europe And he will be labelled a project mm. That's that's just And it's interesting You know the food chain element mm. Brian says Okay you know Atletico can do that to Celtic Because they have more money Celtic can do it to Aberdeen Because they have more money And I know every, I know everyone Waxed lyrical about Luis Palma And yeah. rightly so but I'm pretty sure he'll be, he'll have been labelled a project at some point this season, I and think, he probably will again. I think it's too easy just to just to throw the the dollar signs down there and say that's the difference. 
uh, Copenhagen, for instance, beat Manchester United. You know, so Copenhagen probably a less budget than Celtic. You know, so you know, you, ca- you can't always just say, well, because someone's had more money or because they play in a better league. You know, Celtic have got to do better in Europe. I th- I th- take, you know, everything away. I'm talking about, you know, not just this campaign and previous campaigns. We're not saying they can go to, to Madrid uh, and the, the Metropolitan and, and, and win, but they've got to be more competitive. There's no question about that. And I, again, I think they've got to change, um, you know, how they approach the games a little bit. In terms of, you know, the weekend against Aberdeen, listen, they were exceptional. They were a joy to watch, uh, you know, and they, they scored some great goals. They were expressive. They, you know, they scored six, could have scored another three or four. Uh, Kayla Roos had a few good saves. So, you know, they were different class domestically. But you have to be able to adapt your game when you go from competition to a higher competition. And and I think Celtic still go in almost with the same mindset where we can take the game to the likes of Atletico Madrid, Lazio, these type of things. At Parkhead, Celtic Park, I think is different. There's a different atmosphere. There's a, you know, I know the record's not great, but I think the games will be more competitive. But I think away from home, there has to be a more pragmatic, mm. um, you know, a, you know, way, way of, of, of trying to go about the game. Funny you say that, Jim, and I think everybody looking at the game outside Celtic Park would probably agree with you in, in what you're saying. But you look at Brendan Rodgers first time, Postacoglu, uh, Brendan Rodgers now, they don't tend to... No. You know, they don't... You, you look the other night there, I was astonished, that, and Brendan Rodgers, top manager, I'm not sitting here criticizing, but I was astonished. Second half, they just lost a goal at half-time, they come out in the second half and he goes two up top, mm-hmm. away from home, down to 10 men against a quality side. And I don't know what his thinking was behind that, but everybody would have thought, oh, he'll try and just shore it up, he'll try and just get out of there, maybe a two or a three, mm-hmm. and then, you know, lick his wounds. But all credit, uh, I thought that on Sunday, there was a lot of Celtic fans going along there expecting payback. And I thought Celtic's football on Sunday was absolutely brilliant. Um, they got off to a great start. Yang, obviously. O'Reilly is playing at the top. He's for him. Um, you know, you've, they've got players there just with absolute quality. And they, they basically played Aberdeen off the pitch. You can criticise Aberdeen all you want, but sometimes mm. when the team that you're playing against is just too good on the day, you try, just hold your hands up and move on. Uh, Brian, he's been in touch. He sent me a message. <laughs> oh, goodness. He uh, says, tell Brian... I wish him a Merry Christmas Ah, I will see There we are, he's a, he's a good old soul, I'll tell you that Let's hear from Matt O'Reilly, Gordon mentioned him He says the emphatic win over Aberdeen came as no surprise Because he felt a domestic side were due a doing from Celtic He says it's now time, as we've been discussing To try and take that clinical side to the European stage Perfect response, I think, to the midweek I think the result like that was, was pending, to be honest, in the league We've got enough good performances in I think it was time we, you know, with the utmost respect like just gave someone a real... A real doing, you know, a lot of chances created, and I think it could have been more. Our approach is always the same. Some days you get, I don't know, a little bit more lucky than others in front of goal. You know, sometimes I think early goals against teams like this, five at the back, who try to stop you, it kills their game plan. You know, score one, score two, they have to come out a little bit. We get more space, and I think that ruthlessness is something we can definitely take into um, to Europe as well. Tuesday wasn't obviously fun for anyone, but Champions League games are always very difficult when you have ten men on the pitch as well. Naturally, especially against top teams, I think if we did have eleven. It would be a very different game. I know it's like in hindsight, but I genuinely believe that. We showed that at home for the majority of the game that we were able to go toe to toe with them. I don't think you should ever lose a game 6 0, but at the same time, I think we're more than capable of playing at that level. And 
we put two games and we still got a chance, so we'll give it our all. But that that will just remain the challenge, you know. It, it's it almost begs the question of like, can you just? Is it possible, you know? And Matt really says just you know take that clinical side to Europe if the if the opposition level well, is just so past, different. Like past results showing that they can't they can't take that. Um, you know the level that it showed in Sunday to Europe. You can go back to that's, sorry, I was going to you know to sort of explain that point better. I don't know if it's Copenhagen or whatever, right? But there will be teams similar to Celtic somewhere who are, are their best team domestically, but they're probably not as dominant as Celtic are. But yet, maybe just something I don't know stylistically mm. allows them to go and. I think that's what I, I think that's what Jim was trying to point out. You know that that you know maybe a different. Approaching Europe, but I keep going back to it. If Brendan Rodgers first time, Postecoglou's, and Brendan Rodgers second time ain't going to do that, then they think that the way forward and for Celtic to progress is keep going the way they're going. Now, what they would have taken was a lot of heart out of probably the first half performance against Atletico Madrid, uh, um, Atletico Madrid at Celtic Park, where the, everybody agrees. I thought probably one of their best nights. They were absolutely fantastic. But it's doing that consistently. It's doing that away from home as well against the big teams. And they seem to be struggling just now. Mm. See, but my view, Gordon, is that if you've got the same players that are playing from one season to the next, and sometimes into the same manager, mm -hmm. then you can maybe use it as an education. Can you say, okay, we'll use these games so that next year when it comes around, we're all much better attuned to what's required. But Celtic could say, like, say, Yang, Palmer, um, obviously, uh, you know, New, newer guys is coming in a slightly different way of playing than under Postacoglu um, from Brendan Rodgers' point of view but there was you know some artists that you know again Liam Scales has come in the, the you know Starfield and all these kind of guys have, have moved on so there's always changes and, and that that for me is, is always going to be the case you know you're likely to lose players if they're good they'll move to the Premiership or somewhere like them to be for mega bucks, and if they're not so good, you've moved them out. Mm. So invariably, you're tweaking your squad anyway. Um, but listen, it's Brendan Rodgers' way. It's his style. There's no doubt about it. He's not going to change because somebody like me suggests it. It's not. I mean, you, you get into the next two games. Celtic will play four three three. They'll be positive. They'll try and take the game to the opposition, and and that that's the that's the that's his approach. To it. So that's not going to change. But. You mentioned they're their own, some of the other clubs that have competed in Europe. And and I, I do think there's a, a different mindset. Maybe the the, the 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 fan base and all that stuff will accept them sitting nine, ten players behind the ball and having a low block and things like that, whereas maybe Celtic fans don't want their team to play like that. We'll have to ask them, the Celtic fans, are they happy? Would they, would they you know, change their style if it meant... Uh, a little bit being a little bit more competitive in Europe. It's a good time to call, whether it's that or something different. Rangers fans, Livy fans want to reflect on that at the weekend. How do fans of all teams feel you're arriving at this break? That old cliche, does it come at a good time or a bad time? Whatever that means, you can answer it as applicable to your team. 01419511025. We'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. The voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Jim Duffy are here. It's 0141-951-1025. It's Twitter at Clyde SSB if you want to get in touch. And please do. Mark is a Celtic fan in Johnson. How's it going, Mark? Yeah, not too bad. 
Uh, just before the break, we heard um, Matt O'Reilly, Mark, saying you know somebody was due a doing, and hopefully Celtic can translate some of that into European competition. What's your thoughts? Yeah, well, it was in response to the comment about how we should play away from home. Um, having been at a few of the games at Parkhead over the years, where we've received quite bad results, PSG, Bayern, recently Atletico, we do need to change the way we play away from home. Not all the games that we have lost in Europe um, have been against the big the big names. We've also lost against what would be would call teams that we should be getting a result against. We 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 accept that sometimes we do go for it at Parkhead, but we cannot go. We cannot play the same way at Parkhead as we do away from home. It, it, it's it's proven that we can't do it. Celtic have hit a glass ceiling in the Scottish game. They they, they can only attract a certain level of player because of the league that we're in. So therefore, when we go away from home and because of the level of the the game that we have in Scotland, we struggle to make that step up, and we don't have the players that can that can do it sometimes. And we won't ever have the players that will compete at that level uh, in Europe. So we do need to do something with the tactics. And we've suffered over the years because of the tactics. Teams have sat in and hit us on the break. And it's about time that we can adopt some of that sometimes. Yeah, it's not the Celtic way. But it's not the Celtic way to get 6-0 and 7-1 and all the rest of it. Over the years, that can be quite a sore one. It can be quite embarrassing. So, yeah, I do think we do need to change the tactics away from home. I feel like if we're talking specifically on that, and I feel like we've been transported back a week, I don't really think we need to debate the red card and the dies in Maida or, or the impact it had, but, but it, it does feed into this. Not for one second saying Celtic get anything out of the game or, or even close, but it would probably allow you to at least get, a, I don't know, a better sense. Like Because clearly we're not having this... We're not having this level of soul searching about glass ceilings and all that if that game ends 3-0 still mm-hmm. still still a defeat you can't celebrate it but it's one you can probably take in the chin and move on um is it a bit bigger picture then is it because it's happening like you know mark says a lot but then some of these are five years ago different group of players yeah but it's, it's, it's that's exactly the point i think that there's somebody like mark's point uh, making out uh, gordon that's have has there been any improvement in that period of time and, and obviously recent results away from home in particular listen two men sent off in the first game another man sent off and we know that you know the rules are harsh these days and you can debate whether it's right or wrong but th- that's just the way that's the era we play in just now so therefore we've got to accept uh, these decisions uh, and Mark being a Celtic fan thinks there has to be a change of approach I think that s- sometimes we, we say Celtic's in a glass ceiling in Scottish football but there's a lot of leagues you know, as I said before, the Scandinavian leagues, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the various Scandinavian countries, some of the Baltic countries, there's, a, there's, there's you know, the, the Dutch, you know, they, they, they don't have a fantastic league and they all seem to do better at times. Whereas I said, I think Celtic, you know, the, the it's just one of those things where there's such a, a huge club with a magnificent fan base. I think, as I said, I'm talking personally for myself, I, I just think that sometimes you know, almost bow to the, the tradition and and sometimes you've just got to put the tradition mm. on the back burner only for a few games how, a season maybe find, three away games a season possibly how do you find that balance take take the Atletico double header mm. then right because I totally get Mark's logic just because you do something at home doesn't mean you can do it away mm-hmm. right I, I get that but given how good Celtic were at home to Atletico Madrid and that game comes a fortnight later is it is it a stretch to ima- imagine 
any manager saying, well, you know, that, that was great. That was the high point of our season. That was that was really good. So let's do something entirely different just because it's away. I take I totally accept there's mm-hmm. bound to be a tweak here or there. But was it ever is any manager ever going to depart from something that was very nearly so successful? To, you know, and, and make it like night and day different. I think I think it's quite simple. I think that you'd need to change your your manager. I think managers have philosophies now in the game. Postacoglu, when he was a Celtic manager, would never change for nobody. Absolutely not. Brendan Rodgers is a top quality manager. He believes that's the way to go. That's the way to improve. Yeah, results shown it's not. But he's got to stick by his methods. The only way you could probably change... If you, if you brought in, a, for instance, a young Martin no, O'Neill, I, I, know that, I right. think Martin O'Neill would is, ad- adapt saying. differently. I'm, I'm not even talking about your overall philosophy. Mm. I'm talking about from one game, game a fortnight yeah. later, and everybody has said how good it was and how you nearly, nearly managed to beat Atletico Madrid. Would you do something completely different yeah. the next one? Because yeah, because I, I, don't, I don't think... I mean, n- nowadays... Home. Nowadays, games, you know, data and analysis is all done way in advance. As soon as your team is drawn and you look at the, mm-hmm. who's in your section, your your analysis uh, team will be looking at that, looking at their game. Now, if you play them at home for talking sake, you might think, well, they play a slightly different way away from home, the opposition I'm talking about, and therefore we can play this way. At home, they're a different mm-hmm. animal. So we then have to adapt. And I don't think Celtic adapt mm-hmm. when they go away. I think Celtic still just play so back to that game, with Jim. philosophy of the match. Well, listen, for, for 90% of the time, it's fantastic. Yeah. But in the 10% that you're in the Champions League group stages, it's, 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 mm. it's, it's painful. Yeah, like I say, I'm maybe not making it clear. I just mean in terms of how far you're going to go removed from it. Mm. No, yeah. you're, you're gonna, you're but but they've not got the personnel to, to, to that, that, change it completely, Gordon. That's what I'm getting. You at. know, you can look at that first game at Celtic Park and think, I think for 45 plus minutes, I thought they were brilliant, really did. But where I'm, I'm agreeing with Jim here is you looked at that team who made a tweak at half time, made a substitution. All of a sudden, you're sitting there thinking, Celtic were brilliant mm-hmm. first up. This is a top quality side. Mm-hmm. Griezmann was. Unbelievable. And I said on the Tuesday before I left the studio, the one player that I'd be really concerned about, I know it's very easy to say, is Griezmann. And he scores the first goal. I can totally understand, but I don't think he's got the personnel to go to the formations that we're all trying to get to. I don't know how this happened. This feels like it's last Wednesday's show all of a sudden. It's just like if you'd be refreshing your podcast going, this sounds like the post-match analysis of the game against Atletico Madrid. I think it does sort of feed into uh, the discussion we were having and it's naturally gone uh, down that route. Thank you to Mark on the line. Uh, let's switch focus for a bit. We can go back to that if you so wish. Give us a call. You can let us know. Uh, let's look back on Livingston at the weekend. Cyril Desser says he's now feeling a lot more confident in a Rangers shirt. He says that just comes with the team playing better. Thinks it was crucial they got a win going into the break. Obviously, uh, confidence is better now, but I think also it, it's it's part of yeah, the team. The team is playing better at this moment. And as a striker, you're you're always a little bit dependent on the team. And if the team plays like this, yeah, then and it's obviously easier for a striker as well. Um, so. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with, with the last weeks. Uh, we had some really good performances as a team. We won a lot of games. And this was a tricky game uh, just before the international break because if you if this goes wrong, you're stuck with a feeling for two weeks, uh, which is rare for Rangers because we always, always play like in three days. So we, we really wanted to, to end this well uh, and show 
show the manager um, yeah, that he that, that we listen to him and we want to keep going and, uh, and, and and to keep this momentum. Jamie's on the line. How are you, Jamie? Hi, I'm Brad. Brad. Oh, oh, he's gone. Let's try and get mm-hmm. him back. I don't know what happened there. We were about to get on just famously, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think one deflected goal for Serial Dessers is going to transform his fortunes overnight, clearly, but you can only do what you do. If, if he says he's feeling confident, maybe the break does him a bit of good. I don't know, maybe it helps that Danilo's clearly the number one choice yeah. so that burden's not there and then it's about scoring on those days you do get your chance. I think most people beat this guy with a big stick and and rightly so. He's come into the club, everybody's expecting big things. He didn't produce. Also, it's a change of manager as well. So he's getting used to Scottish football. He's already into his second manager. Um, we're not even in a January break, a winter break yet. Um, I thought the weekend and Jim made a good point said look first and foremost I always believe that scoring goals as a, a Rangers or Celtic striker wins you the fans over Jim came out with the point if the fans see you working your shift working for a team putting the effort in they'll back you and I think it goes hand in hand now what did they last 60 minutes or something mm, yes. like that at the weekend I thought that, I thought the lad did particularly well I thought he worked his, his shift he got his goal and I liked his goal, right? And mm. I know there's a little bit of luck, but as a striker, I liked his goal. I thought he, he played his part. And you hear him now, that little bit of confidence that he's maybe needing is starting to build slowly. And if you can keep him going and keep him working away, getting a, a, an odd goal here and then, working for a side, he could be a real good squad player for you because Danilo probably is number one striker, does not he? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Dessers for me, his movement uh, leading up to the goal was terrific, great pass from Tom Lawrence, you know, he plays on his shoulder, defender, goes down the side, and maybe a few weeks ago, that, that you know, we even, we're Rangers not playing so well and stuff, but recently, when you tend to find that when the team starts playing well, you get that wee bit of good luck, mm. and it start, and, and he needed that maybe, so, it was, but as, as Gordon had said there, it was his work ethic. I mean, he was putting people under pressure. He had a chance earlier on when he really pressed the defender, nicked off him and threw. Um, you know, so I, I just think these are the type of things. And I think Danilo kind of set, set the mark for that. I think he he threw the gauntlet down as if to say, well, listen, this is what I do. And this is part of the reason why the fans have taken to me. And I think Dessers, if he's got any sense at all, which I think he has done, has looked at that and thought, right, that's what I'm starting with. Mm-hmm. And then he, he got himself into some really good positions um, you know, as I said, he was a bit unlucky not to, not to add to his tally. But overall, I just think it's strengthening Rangers and if Kamar Roof can get himself a bit fitter as well, then Rangers have got more mm. options now because, you know, that's something that the sadly that they lacked under Michael Beale just, be, just before the end of his tenure. Gone then to explore one of the great football cliches. Does the break come at a good time or a bad time for Rangers? Oh, a bad time for me. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I know that you can go the argument about more time to work in mm-hmm. the training. I, I've, I've heard all that before. I, I've, I've heard he's not got a lot of time to work in the training ground, obviously, with the fixtures. Because he did say, he made a point, said, you know, last week there have been a lot of video stuff yeah, so far yeah. because they've just not had but minutes momentum on the grass, to me, And then you see Dessers there, he's got one or two players that are starting to, you know, show what they're all about. They're playing with confidence. They're getting clean sheets. I, I just think that, Jim may be yeah, different, but me, per, per no, se- I, I want to keep going. keep going. I want the next yeah. game. 
Yeah, you're flying. You don't want to. You're scoring goals. You're winning games. You're playing good football. The fans are on side with you. Guys that can't wheel a back fit. Launches back fit. You've got a healthy squad. Guys are coming back, competing for places. You know, the, the, the brimming with mm -hmm. confidence. You do not want any kind of break just now. You want that to continue. Um, and S sorry, Gordon, just, just quickly... Came back a couple of seasons ago, Rangers notoriously oh, yeah, after the, the winter, winter break, break didn't yeah, start yeah. well. So I think that any kind of break just now will probably send a few shockwaves to some of the Rangers fans. I, I totally get that mm -hmm. sort of overall picture. I just wonder if you are, because you two have both managed, mm -hmm. selfishly, mm -hmm. is it any different? You know, would, would Philippe Clement just himself welcome the break? Yeah, but I mean, listen, it's, it's an intense period for him. He's went to a huge job. I mean, for, for Philippe Clement, yeah, he might just want a couple of days just to get his breath back. There's no question about and that. And try and put some ideas Yeah, that can across. recharge a manager. I'm just talking about, we're just yeah, talking about team yeah, and supporters. Yeah. But no, from the manager's perspective, and he's maybe away from his family, he's maybe got a chance to go home and all these sort of things. So yeah, I mean, for the manager's psychological point of view as well, I think it can certainly help him and just recharge your batteries, reset himself and get ready to go again. Because it might, I mean, Gordon, you arrive in, in a good place, as you say, and maybe what that does is... Because he'll, he'll have seen things he can improve mm. on for sure. It's not yeah. like he's like, oh, this is perfect. You know, he'll have loads that he can improve on. But because you've actually won games and up to that point, you've probably already got the buy-in. You know, players are already kind of mm -hmm. trusting it. Look at this, this is good. We're all winning. Everyone's banging on about how confident you are. So if you can sort of maybe get a bit more contact time with them on the back of that, maybe it could... It could Turn out to be a benefit. Yeah, because he has come out and said that a lot of his work is done by video, and he looks like sort of a manager that wants to get on the training ground, get on the grass with his players, and go through a few things. He might look at the an opportunity because this subject comes up quite often now. The fitness type, mm. you know, he might look at that changing the the pattern of the training, maybe a bit more yardages into the training, um, you know, routines. So. Yeah, but for the players, I'm talking solely for the players, I would mm. just want the next game to come. Well, the young boy, McCausland, did he sign the new contract? Has no. it been done? No, I know they've, yeah. they've, they were offered. I wasn't yeah. sure whether it had been done yet. But again, that's a that's a big mm. thing just now, giving the young boy his chance, he's taking it, and Rangers fans will be hoping that I can go over the line. I was going to ask about, you know, the days of video analysis when, when you were a manager, but I, I was actually... Imagine heart rate monitors now. I've got what I think is an excellent revelation about your playing career. And I bet even you won't know this. I think I've stumbled across a great gem If you've got my stats, I'm It's not even a stat. It <laughs> is, running stats. It is the fact <laughs> that no one knew they needed to know. And I'm going to tell you about it after we do this. A quadruple rollover and make me a winner. Last time out, the call went straight to voicemail. But never fear, we could make you the winner of £115,000 tomorrow when we make the next call. But you need to be in the draw. We've teamed up with our stations across the UK to bring you an eye-watering amount of money. And if you fancy it, who wouldn't? Text YES to 61025. £2 to text plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330 8804523. And the calls are charged at a standard rate as well. It is over 18s only. And don't forget the entries since Doogie won 
on the 8th of November now, quite a while ago. They've all rolled over, but all the other rules for this network competition are online. So if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, which is Wednesday the 14th, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away to win £115,000. Text yes to 61025. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Gordon DL are here. I'll tell you what, there is no hiding place on this live stream. Joyful has sent a tweet. I've even had a message from my own mother concerned about the studio being cold because the three of us are sitting here <laughs> it's with jackets. It is actually quite cold. I, I just, just kind of forgot to take this off. I, just, I don't know. Pouring the rain outside, windy, rainy, cold. You know, but in the studio it's actually... I've got a jacket windy. sitting over there. Well, I've that got... Joyful says is the Dazzler not got a spare gilet you can borrow given your history <laughs> with gilets. Oh, I've got plenty of them. I've got a new jacket sitting over there. I'll wear that going oh, that wee eBay purchase. Uh, yeah, that was my. That? That's my best eBay purchase. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tags on it and everything. <laughs> tags on oh, it. Oh yeah, I love the ones with the tags on it. Right, I'm sitting next to some hot stuff, so I'm. Thinking, oh, <laughs> he's been called many things. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of you. Right, come on. What have you I found? told you? Because I thought I knew everything, everything about your career that there was to know. Because you tell us all if you want to know anything about Gordon Dale's career, sit next, sit to, next him. to him for two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I've stumbled across something. That we've never heard before. Good or bad? Bad. Neither. No, not <laughs> genuinely just, well, certainly more good than bad. Just interesting. Can I deny it? it it's, this This just shows the way you must live your life. There is going to be it's no panic. need for you it's to deny it. Just tell him don't panic. Panicking. Right, right. okay. This is, this is what years of having to deny things does to <laughs> exactly, you. Yeah. So, Denying before it's even out there. Craig uh, David, it wasn't me. Right, did you know? Someone sent me this, so we can fact check it. Yesterday, 13th of November, is Broxy Bear's 30th birthday. Oh. Right? Right. Did you know that? No. Of course, why would you, right? So, Broxy Bear's 30th birthday. He was born, or he arrived at Ibrox or whatever, for the first time on the 13th of November, 1993. Right? Right. In a game... Against Wraith Rovers that you scored in. Couldn't have been. 94 it was. No. Roxy's telling lies. What do you mean? <laughs> Don't kill my favourite fan. Hold on, already. hold on. Against Rangers? Yes. Yeah, it did. So that was did Bro- So you I scored on the day that Broxy was introduced. Oh, I thought you meant the cup final. No, 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 no. Right, no. okay. 13th of November 1993, Broxy was introduced for the first time <laughs> against Wraith Rovers. Um, and someone sent me a video. I think you scored in the game as well. I did score. Down, I think I scored. Yeah, I did score. I'm so worried the fact that Mary, but you, Gordon, you've actually managed to find that. Did Broxy celebrate with me I, being an ex Ranger like, player? I obviously didn't go looking for it, but it, it kind of stumbled onto my lap because I saw that. Um, yeah. I saw that that was the, the date yesterday, the 30th. And separately, the Rangers archives put up a video um, of 2 2 DL penalty, obviously. Um, and Rangers 2K8 tagged me in it saying the Dazzler did have a wee bit of pace back in the day because you'll have missed this shout last week. He'll did you tell hear you. Listen, I know he tried to claim he was as quick as Martin Boyle. Now I know I've heard you were quick. You weren't as quick as Martin Boyle. Oh, I'm not having it. Not Jim, in a million years. Stick up for me. Yeah, I tell you what, it was it oh, was quick. It depends on the distance Ball. you're running. If it was only going to be twenty yards, then he was definitely mm. quick. Out somebody's back door, probably. But um, I told you. The, so Ask anyway, Alan Wells. So oh, gold medalist. <laughs> so it turns out that you scored. Mark was it a penalty kick? Yeah, Mark Hately got a double for 
Intrinsically linked what? to football mascots. Yeah, the Huddle you, Hound. You played golf with Hoopy the Huddle Hound. Uh, yeah. You told us, presumably not in his outfit. Oh, I, I couldn't swing a club. And remember, your old Air United mascot, yeah. Chaos the Chaos Panda, came on the show and beat, beat you, beat yeah. the pundit. And now you scored on Broxy's debut. What is it about you and, and football mascots? There you go, Jim. I've the got guy, a claim the guy that used to do the Dundee mascot. I can't remember the name of the mascot, which is terrible. But anyway, he was a male stripper by trade. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. I bet you Broxy wasn't he? <laughs> because he took the outfit off, obviously the the, the costume well, thing what, off. That's what strippers do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he took, he took it off in the dressing room, and all the players just looked at him because he was absolutely ripped. He was, you know, he was like Magic Mike. As much as that's what, fascinating. That because technically. Right? Would you say being a mascot is like the opposite of being a stripper? Mm. Well, do you know I, what mean? I already you're, know you're, too much about being a stripper. Yeah, but you're, you're putting additional clothes yes. on as opposed yeah. to taking them off. But, but it yeah. was at one time, you know. Anyway, that was his that was his um, job by trade. I must admit, there was one time I was only jealous of a mascot, and I'd love to achieve this in my career. Was when McCoy's went to Tynecastle. Yeah, was he it? dressed up, didn't he? He dressed yeah. up. I'd have loved to have done Listen. that. Listen. The Don't power of this show. Yeah, you so think I'll be on? Yeah. We have linked you with every mascot. I I think we could make that happen. Do for you think you. I could be Baby Broxby? If there are any football <laughs> clubs listening, give us Gordon. a shout. Let's Same make that, it. I can't be Baby. Let's when make I'm it happen. Older, let's make it grander, happen. grander, Papa, Papa Bear. <laughs> How did we go from Papa Bear or Papa football strippers? To honestly, this show never fails to amaze you, Sam. Let's bring some sanity back to it. You're a Rangers fan, Sam. Uh, you went along to the game at the weekend, is that right? No, no, I watched on the telly. Uh, oh, sorry, it was the Dundee game. Right, sorry. You tell your story. Don't let me try and interrupt. Aye, so uh, basically, my my brother-in-law takes my laddie, who's six. He's a lovely fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's got a season ticket with his great grander and my brother-in-law. But anyway, so he's lovely daft, my boy, and I was never going to stop him. Support his lovely whatever. So it's just on. It's just on. So I always keep an eye on the results. I like how David Martindale speaks. Blah blah blah. But I'm getting a bit fed up now because I've, I've, my brother was on holiday, so I had a season ticket. I went along to the game, and I think we are in deep trouble. Eh? And the only reason I care is because my boy will be devastated. You know what I mean? But it's no. I don't think it was looking good for them. They are dire, by the way. Make no mistake. And you think I, I don't see any fans they play, you know? And it's just. I've struggled to see where they're gone, and and Martindale gone on about he's wanting to sell Joel Newbley, like he's he's trying to sell him. It's just a it's a defeatist attitude. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, what do you think? I like this from Sam's a Rangers fan, mm. but he's at Livy need to stay up because his son won't be happy yeah. otherwise, <laughs> and he's been along to some Livy games. Mm-hmm. Um, are they in in danger? Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely uh, in trouble this season. I think uh, you know if you're bottom of the league. Uh, coming towards December then there's got to be concern at the same token of, of, of course there's there's um, you know plenty of time to turn it around and I think January will be important for Livy we know they're not the, you know the biggest pairs and you know they don't have the, the you know they're not a huge attraction in terms of fan base and all these type of things but you know David can normally 
pull a rabbit out of hat and I think he will again. I think he'll manage to get a couple of players in in January which will give him a bit more firepower. I still think that, you know, you know they'll, they'll be organised, they'll be disciplined. He will welcome the fight. I think his players will rise to the challenge. I'm, I'm not saying they'll get right out of it. They may well finish in the playoff position, mm. but I, I don't think they'll finish bottom. Yeah. What did you make of them against your team, Rangers, then, Sam? You see, uh, this, this is where we find out how harsh a parent you are. You don't care if your son's not happy that day. You want Rangers to knock Livy for six, I'm sure. Um, what did you make of the game at the weekend? Uh, well, for a Rangers point of view, you know, three points on the board, you know, that's the main thing. Has, has shown, and in spells, you know, it's just one of, one of these games coming up, I think it's just all going to come to the government, going to trounce a team, you know what I mean? But I, I like the boy in the Cosland, I think he looks sharp. Uh, I, I want to promise, but we just need to show it on a mere consistent basis now. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself because if I remember correctly, Van Bronckhorst got off a good start. He seemed to get a reaction out of the players and so did Bill. And look how that kind of turned out. So, But I think this manager, come on, he's kind of got this aura about him where he's, he's kind of, it looks so far that he's got a respect to the players. Uh, so I think we're not, but I, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself because I've seen what happened with Van Bronckhorst I actually thought when Van Broncos was the manager, I remember we played Harps at Tynecastle. Uh, we beat them 2 0. I think we scored two early goals. But the, the rest of the game, it's like they kind of sat in, and that just wouldn't have been accepted under Gerard. I preferred mm. the style of football that Gerard played. But I think this is a mere forward thinking manager. Than what Van was. So. Funnily enough, just just on Ross McCausland, sorry Sam, since you mentioned it, he's been called up to the senior Northern Ireland squad. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that earlier on no. today. I think he was meant to be or was previously in the, the under 21. So, you know, first Rangers start, first call up, maybe onto a new contract. What a, a kind of critical period this could be because there are never guarantees, but could be in his. I bet you when he answers the phone, he goes, Make me a winner the way things are going for him. <laughs> exactly. He's got to win that 115 grand. He's a Scottish Cole Palmer at this moment. Yeah, he's, he's. See, to be fair, I was very impressed with a lad the other night there when he came on. I thought second half, he he just took the game by scruffy. He, 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 was, he was a kind of player I looked at and thought, I'd enjoy watching you. Um, Obviously got your start of the weekend. Thought I thought he played particularly well. We'll not talk about the penalty incident when he went down well, very easily. I think everyone agreed last night on the show that that wasn't a penalty. Well, so. Jim, 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 well, the time, you yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a penalty at the time. Too much we haven't really seen much of it since then. So. He done well to get his snorkel off before <laughs> see McLean Jim, uh, Jim is a scuba diver as well. I know exactly. We earlier on in the Jim. office. <laughs> uh, just before we go, thank you to Sam. The offers are flooding in for a for a mascot. What if I told you that more already? The, I told you the power of this show. More than one Scottish Premiership club has been. In oh, amen, amen. Two offers so but far. I, I need to look good. I have had an email, uh, a message. Sorry, from the actual. Paisley Panda who says mm. I can make it happen for Gordon has <sighs> he, he not got a whole family the Paisley Panda they, they, possibly is there not, is there not a Mrs Panda uh, and a kid and Panda then, and all that if sort we're of talking I mean talk about guys that can make it happen Alan Burrows says mm. DL at Pataudry as Angus the Bull oh I love that would you rather be a panda or a bull <sighs> yeah, well there's a bit of bull in me both? I'll leave that with <laughs> you there's a bit of bull in me you oh. can think it oh, that sounds uh, honest I like um, a panda 
Uh, and I, I didn't even notice this. Apparently, Jim Duffy, you've got your uh, two, early 2000s popular culture mixed up. Yeah, no, listen, I would know that because it was shaggy. It's like, I, I could David. tell you that straight away. As soon as I said it, I thought, somebody's going to come up here and Good say, thing is, it's not Craig David, it's shaggy. I didn't even notice you make that mistake. So yeah, but I, I did. As well, soon as I said it, I knew, but I thought, somebody will tell you. Hopefully there are no <laughs> mistakes when we play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the pundit time. You have until 7 o'clock to give us a call 01419511025. 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Gordon DL are here, absolutely rocked by some of the mascot revelations at the end of the first hour. The offers are flooding in for Gordon DL to don one of the furry suits uh, between now and the end of the season. If you want to get in touch on more serious pressing football matters, please do. Uh, I think the Tuesday of international break tends to be an extra look back on the weekend so you can keep them coming. Uh, you might want to look ahead to Scotland stuff. Please do that as well. Would you like to see anything different in the team uh, this week as we build up to the Euros? How good does that sound? Not said that too often. Uh, and anything else that's out there at all, why not take the chance to phone us right now? 01419511025 and we will play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. Let's meet Graham, who's in Easter House. How's it going, Graham? Hi, alright, thanks. How are you? The first question is the one that you really shouldn't get wrong. Have you ever played before? No. Good, so that's are you sure? Aye. There we go, right. He's got hundred percent record no, so yeah. far. Yeah. What's your current form? Oh, banging for him! I know, but you just say that all the time. Yeah, I'm, but I'm not. I'm not <laughs> uh, Roger Hanna or Andy Halliday. How good is that, Hanna? Got ten last night again. <sighs> you need to start to. It's quite sad, isn't it? Really? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even let him on the program. Um, He's wasting it for everybody. <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, you're still sitting at seventy-three percent. That's not bad, Jim, is it? Seventy-three percent. I play all the if time. You, if you go to that with your school, you'd be quite happy. I you? play all the time. I've, got, I've played about twenty odd games. I've told already. you, it's about percentage. It's not really. It it's easier to get hundred percent if you've only played once. Gordon, <laughs> work it but out. You could have a hundred percent failure record then. Yeah, but it's easier to get a hundred percent. Anyway, enough about that. Um, that was maths with Gordon DL. Heads, it will be Jim Duffy. <laughs> Entails it will be Gordon DL. So let's see how we go this evening. I'm looking forward to finding out. And it is heads. It's Jim Duffy. It's not you. Oh. You're off the hook. So what we do here is give Jim some greatest hits radio to listen to. And that way he can't hear your answers. Graham, you've got 30 seconds to just fire through them, answer as many as you can. If you'd rather pass and move on, you can do that as well, okay? Right, okay. Right, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Who's the current manager of Cove Rangers? Paul Hartley What year did the Scottish top league change from 10 to 12 teams? Oh, 96 Who's the Georgian that Rangers signed from Ajax in 2001? I'm Leeds youngster Archie Gray is the son of which former Scotland international? Eddie Gray Steve Clark was assistant to which manager at Newcastle? Rutula Lorraine Kelly famously supports which Scottish side? The United Patrick Roberts currently plays for which club? Sunderland Okay, Jim Duffy, can you hear us? They're easy, mate. Yep, they're easy. <laughs> He's the worst to sit next to for us, <laughs> honestly. They're easy. <laughs> There's only one that you're going to have a 50 50 with. But see, because, right, okay. see, because you've got a revolving door of partners on a Tuesday at the yeah. moment, 
everybody's complaining about your conduct. Is that not a kind of normal statement for him? He's got an evolved well, partner. Enough about that. But like <laughs> you, um, I like that. The, the, you put you put people off. They, they're not interested in your predictions about whether they're easy or not. And like you kind of stare at them in a really weird I'm manner. I'm here to help. I'm on your side, Jim. Thanks very much. But they are easy. (laughs) 30 seconds on Jim Duffy's clock and the time starts now. Who's the manager of Cove Rangers? Paul Hartley. In what year did the Scottish top league change from 10 to 12 teams? 94. Name the Georgian that Rangers signed from Ajax in 2001. Shota Avalazi. Leeds youngster Archie Gray is the son of which former Scotland international? Frank Gray. Steve Clark was assistant to which manager at Newcastle? Lorraine Kelly famously supports which Scottish side? Former Celtic when Patrick Roberts currently plays for which club? Sunderland. Which Scotland manager got more caps as a player? Craig Levine or Gordon Strachan? Gordon Strachan. Graham, have you done enough? I'll be. Oh, Graham. Oh, you were right. There wasn't much amazing. in it, let me tell Frank you. Frank or Eddie's your It wasn't maybe. much in yeah, it. Yeah, that was it, but I think I thought Frank Shungus. I thought so. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on Okay. Who's the manager of Cove? Paul Hartley. Both got it. The top flight changed from 10 to 12 in 2000. None of you got it. Shota Avaladze. Both got it. Both got it. This is good. Told you it was easy. Two of them are, they're not even good, do you? None of you got this. It's Andy Gray. Not that Andy Gray. The other Andy Gray. Oh! It is. So it's Frank's granddad. Yes, he's the grandson of Frank Gray and the nephew of Eddie Gray. Now, listen, men in their latter years are still. Uh, for more what I'm led to believe More than capable But yeah. bearing in mind right Archie Gray's 17 Okay yeah, So Archie Gray's Frank's 17 Frank's about 17 Frank is 69 Right But again I don't judge It's, it's, it's possible I'm not giving up But yeah. just <laughs> Just in terms of a, Of a likelihood yeah. It is Frank It is Andy Gray Sorry So none of you got it Steve Clark was assistant To which manager At Newcastle Rude Hullet You both got it This is good game Lorraine Kelly famously supports Dundee United. Tell me. Both g- got it. Oh, good, Graham. So level still, aren't we? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Patrick Roberts currently plays for Sunderland. Sunderland. Both got it. Both got it. This is good. This um, is end to end. Here's the thing, Graham. Oh, no. That was your last question, wasn't it? Aye, aye. So you need him to get this wrong. What was it? Who got more Scotland caps? Who got more Scotland caps as a player? Craig Levine or Gordon Strachan? Yeah, Do you know the thing is, the producers sometimes are sneaky with this. It's not even close. It's Gordon Strachan by a mile, Graham. Uh, it's not often, Graham, you come on this show, get a five and don't win. So please try again. That was a great effort. Good effort, Graham. Unbelievable. What a, a six-five. Told you they were easy. And I'm led to believe. How did you not get flipped? Grey and the Grey. It was a quiz equivalent of Man City and Chelsea. I, exactly. I'm <laughs> led to believe you. That's four in a row for you on Beat the Pundit. We keep, we keep all these records. So well done, Jim. There Great we go. Man. But you get the easy ones to be honest with. They weren't. Yeah. You should be going for a ten. Answer what's important. I can. I actually can't remember Andy Gray other than the Andy Gray. Of course, he, yeah, he played. Andy, one, he, I'll tell you who played with Crystal Palace. Rules. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Did he, I've got a vague recollection, but playing at Leeds, I don't know. Anyway, producer John will tell us. Did he? Did he play for Falkirk? Mm. Have I completely made uh, that? There was an Andy Gray played there. Um, well, it's producer John. He's played for Falkirk. Ah, right. I think the long throw. 
Uh, no, 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 different. That, that's that's a different Andy Gray again. I see. There's tons yeah. of Andy Grays going around. So this one, the one that's played for no clubs up here, actually. So you're right, though. Kind of Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, no. No, not Crystal Palace no. either. No, 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 no. That's you're, the Falkirk one. You're all over the place here. That's the Falkirk one. This you're one. Where are we going to get it? This one played for Barnsley, Charlton, Bradford, Sheffield United. Started at Leeds. Two Scotland caps. Or, or the or the kind of Yorkshire clubs. Yeah, you should go. know that. Two Scotland caps. You go to other mm. games. It's one. It's one. It just kind of completely. I, listen, as Gordon says, but you won, mate. Maybe common sense of of uh, looking at the ages. But listen, Robert De Niro. We're I think he just had his his. Uh, Baby son there, I think he's a he's a, he's been only seventy. Don't judge, absolutely don't yeah. judge. Um, and the, to my baby share next year. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, honestly. That's too weird. It is you know we like a laugh. Is it going to joke. be a baby panda or a baby bull? <laughs> it's just too weird, <laughs> right? Can we not? Can we seriously not? I mean, the panda has elaborated. If he wants to be Paisley Panda at halftime, I will arrange it. He can be part of our halftime competition. Bung a ball. Apparently, whatever that means. Oh, I, 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 I'm telling you, before the end of the season, I'm in one I of the I think you'd costumes. be sensational at it. <laughs> I think you'd have all the moves. I little, will be in like, there. I can believe it, yeah. I'm not really saying can. where I'm going, right? Because no. I don't want people... I want to be like the masked singer. Aye. I want to go out there and they're going, who's that? You, with my moves. You found your calling. Take just, it just off. In be- Take just, it off. Justin Beaver's turned up. Justin who? <laughs> Timberly. Timberly. Beaver? <laughs> Justin Be- Is that a mascot? <laughs> Justin Beaver. <laughs> Justin Beaver's a mascot. What's his name then? Beaver. Beaver. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. No, Justin Beaver. <laughs> ah, exactly. I was getting excited there. Well, well seen. Well seen. That was the mistake you would make. Uh, oh. Oh, oh it, it's Eddie Lee, quick, come <laughs> off. That's a tribute act. <laughs> Justin oh, Bieber. I knew it was somebody like that. Is that not the stripper that used to be well, in the well, team? As I say, God. it's a tribute act. But listen, I've I just got a vision now. It's just like, he's lost the plot. Oh, I, think, I think we should... He, that, that could be his own individual <laughs> mask outfit. We could have got... Gordon, the radio Clyde mascot is now Justin oh, Bieber. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not... <laughs> oh, can you not know it's Bieber? Ah, uh, he's a bit young. I don't know. I thought it was. Oh, 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 it's painful. Oh, oh honestly, <laughs> you know, that question, Jim. That was your. That's your sliding door. That could have been you. That was Rude Hullet's assistant. I could have been. Well, have been. I went not nah, because he, he played with Stevie, obviously. But you know, we've had this kind of discussion before. Once he left Newcastle. He came back and ah, took my job when I left Chelsea. Not straight away. He was there doing a bit of scouting and then I moved on, but it was my choice to move on. I wasn't sacked. I know, I know but it's because we've all got the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, it, and, then, know, when, and then obviously once when you leave in, Chelsea just before Abramovich money comes yeah, in. Yeah, Abramovich, they don't get mad, they weren't skint when I was there, but Abramovich came in and then Mourinho came in and then he had a, th- I to believe maybe knew Stevie from the Largs thing. So you I'm went to, where did you go to Norwich? I you went, went to, no, I went to Portsmouth. Oh, Portsmouth, sorry. Uh, just, kind, kind of just before Abramovich yes. arrived. I think, I think in the, that summer possibly. Oh. He came out of the summer of that. Portsmouth is lovely, but I mean, great shopping mall. Yeah, I loved it. For great. Christmas. 
And Bramovich's bank balance is lovely mm. as well, though. Yeah, and then obviously Stevie's now the manager of Scotland and I'm unemployed. You're not, you're here with us <laughs> and we're, we're glad of it. Same. And you've just won yeah. the pundit. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sitting next to Justin, <laughs> Justin Beaver. Beaver. <laughs> oh, honestly. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, 01419511025. <laughs> kind of hard to follow that, but Brian is going to have to give it a go. Take it away, Brian. How's it going, guys? You okay? Good, Good you? Hi, not too bad. Uh, I was just listening to Jim and Gordon earlier uh, talking about Celtic in, in Europe and maybe being a bit more pragmatic and stuff. Uh, I just think, for my lifetime, when I used to go to the games and stuff and used to watch Celtic, especially when Gordon Stratton was in charge, Celtic used to always play with kind of two holding midfielders, whether it be Neil Wennon or Evander Snow or later on they brought in like Scott Brown and stuff. And then uh, I just look at the Celtic team now and uh, Probably good football they're playing stuff. I just think they're really lightweight, especially in the middle of the park. They've got such good technical players like Katati and O'Reilly and stuff. But for me, the, the, what they're needing is a bit more bite. Uh, and then on top of that, I think one of the main things Celtic's missing as well is uh, a bit of height. From uh, going back and watching kind of previous games and stuff, Celtic when they always got results against the kind of bigger teams, they always had a bit of height in their team. Um, just just off the top mm. of my head, Chris Julian against Lazio, um, Samaras on like, numerous occasions against Sparta and Moscow away and stuff like that. And I just think uh, that's the, the kind of two main things Celtic's missing at the minute is a bit of height and a bit of kind of technique, a bit of dig in the midfield. And I, I just like to know what the guys think about that. Yeah, just in case anyone's just joining us, it sort of came up earlier because we're talking about. You know, Celtic beating Aberdeen convincingly and Matt O'Reilly was saying hopefully take some of that clinical edge into Europe and it, it, we sort of reverted back to those conversations about obviously the difference between trying to do it in in, um, in Europe versus the, the Premiership. What do you think of Brian's suggestions? Well, I think it's a really good suggestion. I think if you go 4-2-3-1, you've still got enough forward players on the pitch but you've got two defensive-minded players I've said this before on the programme, I don't think Celtic are cynical enough when it comes to Europe. I think sometimes you've got to break the play up, you've got to break the rhythm up of the opposition, you've got to give away you know, bumps and nudges and give free kicks away in, in areas where the opposition don't get into that flow that, that Celtic do domestically um, and just be a little bit more streetwise. Um, again, I, I, I can take Brian's point of being, you know, having maybe an outball at times if you're wanting somebody to hold it up rather than always the technical Celtic had to be playing well for somebody like Kyogo to go and express himself um, they have to be dominating the ball um, whereas if you've got an option of a, a more physical presence up front it can give you mm. if you get back to Hearts and Sutton as he said Samaras um, Neil Lennon in the middle of the pitch and you know again that there are it doesn't sacrifice good players and good and technical players. You can still you're not looking for hammer throws. You can still play when you get the ball, but you can have a different quality. Um, and your first quality is maybe a defensive knowledge or you know a sense of danger. How to break the play up, see the opposition, uh, and and then you know um, stop that first, and then you can still play with it. Whereas we've we've said this before. Celtic go there and, you know, whether it was Bernardo before that, Hitati, where Turnbull, O'Reilly, McGregor, they're all technical, very good footballers. But if you're playing against the top teams, you're not always getting the ball and you're doing a lot of running, a lot of chasing. Uh, and I agree with Brian. I think that you can just add that 
type of player, isn't he? It gives you more of a chance. It doesn't guarantee in, but I, I think it gives you know, more of a chance. How difficult though is we've said this before, you know, without banging on about budgets and player trading models and mm. buy low, sell high. I, I feel like Celtic have actually tried and got it probably it's maybe the one area of the pitch that they've got nowhere near I'm going to throw names at you that you'll think oh remember remember Oliver Abelgard mm-hmm. and he arrived and people went ooh maybe maybe you know six mm-hmm. foot four midfield, holding yeah. midfielder maybe he's the one perfectly suited to these games mm-hmm. Ishmael Asoro you know mm-hmm. the way he gets about maybe maybe he's the one that can go and rat around in there and break things James up James McCarthy James McCarthy mm-hmm. obviously um, Quan as an example mm-hmm. where is Quan mm-hmm. clearly not you know not well, ready Lata for that was brought in for that as well yeah. wasn't he I think um, I think level. we can get carried away with I this feel because like tried yeah so is that is that show you that unless you're unless you can go and identify this ready-made guy that probably is not happening is that a difficult area of the pitch to get that right then somebody that yeah. does the defensive side but is good enough on the ball to play the way you want to yeah it's a, it's a very hard skill it's like a, a striker that scores goals it's just natural for someone to go and play that but my my idea of this looking at it you think because as Jim says yeah I think a lot of Celtic fans and a lot of pundits including myself and Mark get played with Celtic we've looked at it and think is it better maybe sitting with two sitting midfield players protect the back man doesn't guarantee you're going to get anything out of the game I remember Brendan Rodgers and his first time come in for a bite of stick be a bit more um, negative away from home sit deep put five defenders in there did it at the new camp and ship seven ship seven so, and okay, the argument there is, it's Barcelona. But you can go there with that sort of a different mindset. But it's not really, mm. unless you've got the quality players that you said there, it's not really got to guarantee anything. Right, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you to Brian. Now it is that time of the year. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back. For kids, Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist, changing landscapes across the UK. Now I can't believe how quickly this comes around every year, and we know that you know every Christmas can be a particularly difficult time for a lot of local families, and maybe even more so this year. The cost of living crisis is making things worse. For everybody, I think everybody feels it to a point. So just imagine families who were already in or close to the poverty line, an unbelievably difficult time. So what hopefully we can all do is get together, try and make a difference this year by supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. Now, to hear the examples of what your money can do and the difference it makes, let's hear a bit from Grace from the Julie Peace Club in Castle Milk. Uh, they're a group that works with schools. They offer play and activity sessions to children in poverty uh, and she tells us a little bit about a family that she's been working with we had a, a family we managed to get a fund that enabled us to buy winter jackets the staff called them up to say do you want to come to the Julie and collect it and there was a pause and then she said well, I can't actually come down because I've just washed the only jackets we have they're wet it's a reality check for us when we get stories you know when we see the, the parents totally distraught doesn't bear thinking about really for lots of us in some parts of Glasgow in the West as many as one in two children live in poverty um, it's, I mean the statistic quite alarming we can't always make it this big magical day but with your help we can make it just a bit different for thousands of kids that are right here on our doorstep we guarantee every penny 100% of the funds raised goes straight back to families 
that need it. It makes such a difference. So if you want to find out more, you can go to Clyde1.com forward slash mission. And that's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist, proud to support the local community. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Okay, Jim Duffy and Gordon DL are here on the usual number, and please do give us a call 0141 951 1025. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Uh, it is that time of the night, though, so let's give these two some questions to get their teeth into. The full time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Okay, topical time wise. Um, and it's been sent genuinely by this, this contributor that gets in touch from time to time. Sent in by someone called Gordon DL's unusually large nose. Was it? Yeah, so it's like some sort of parody account of yours. Um, and by the <laughs> way, lots and lots Could be of, more Gordon DL's out there. Um, lots of Justin Beaver content love. making its way to me. Roger, love out Roger there. Hannah has sent me a picture of mm-hmm. a, a beaver with Justin <laughs> Beaver's face on it. <sighs> Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why? Um, saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, bet, probably for the best. Sean has sent me the same picture. Maybe it's, um, you know, it must be the first thing that comes up when you Google it. I don't know. Let's just I, I move on, I think. Give probably for the best. Um, can you name the last eight defenders to score? For Scotland's national team So obviously it's international break See what we've done there we Jack Henry um, can, Yeah so I'll just recap one more time Very simple Can you name the last eight defenders to score For the Scotland national team Jack Henry Can you remember the opponent? Just, you don't just need it Oh well, you're, oh, you're a big so. Scotland You go to every no, game um, You would have been at this one I think. No It was a Nations League game At Hamden and, uh, Against Ireland Remember Ireland scheme um, okay. Ryan Portis Yes Against Cyprus That was the most recent Keep going One Jim. on the list You're good at us <laughs> um, de- Defenders Yes Doesn't have to be central defenders Andy uh, Robertson Yeah Okay we'll leave it there Oh no he's not No tell a lie I thought he, he not? was No no he, he did score. I don't know if it might be Might be only in the last eight Yeah he's not in the last eight I don't think McTominay when he's played defender No, that's the problem with questions like uh, this uh, Nah he's not on it No Okay. I think he only started scoring when he moved up the pitch. So, okay, okay, and he's okay, not okay. a defender by trade, is he? I know he played there, but there we go. No. All right, listen. Um, we get yeah, back to it. No rush. No rush. Hang. Who? I've got to say what did you say there? I've got to say Hanley. Have a bit of courage, your convictions, man. Don't be put off by the whole no. Beaver episode. No, it's not. It is. Oh, yeah. There you go. Austria. 2021 was that? Was that a big hit? Oh, what would be a header? Stephen O'Donnell free kick from deep? No idea, like that. Nah, you don't, do you? <laughs> um, right, okay, we'll leave it there. And if you want to send a question in, it's full time at Clyde1.com, which takes us on nicely. Let's hear from the Scotland camp. They've gone for warm weather training in Turkey ahead of the Georgia game. Apparently, it is raining. Um, I think it might have hopefully brightened up for them to serve its purpose. Let's hear from John Carver, Scotland coach. Despite already qualifying, he says it's got a massive importance these final two games. Wants to end, of course, that three-game losing streak. Yeah, the desire is there because, like you say, we've lost three games in a row against top-quality opposition, against three of the top ten sides in Europe. So it's been a great learning curve. 
but it's like everything else. You want to get back to winning ways because it's all about your preparation and about the seeding for the future. So we have to now press the reset button. We need to go again um, and we need to come out of this game. And, you know, it's great being in the position that we're in. The Euros is now in the future. We have to attack the situation now. And that is by getting six points in the next two games and making sure that, in just in case, Spain slip up in their last game. So it's important we're ready to take advantage of that. Surely it's going to be easy to maintain the level of, you know, motivation, because they're playing for Euros places. That, you know, mm. and obviously, of course, if Spain do slip up, it's unlikely you want to try and take advantage, win the group. But even aside from all that, I mean, why would why would you not be just fully focused on securing your, your spot at the Euros? Yeah, I mean, you, you want to put down a marker for, for the manager. We've said that uh, Stevie Clark's quite loyal and, you know, I don't think there'll be too many changes come the squad in the summer. Someone might force herself through uh, in their way in or you might have an injury, so you've got to be ready. But these are the type of games where you, you know, have the jersey and you don't want to give any... Uh, opportunity for someone else to take it. Um, we, we, obviously, we, we we qualified the last time, but it's it's not been it's, it's not a regular occurrence for us to qualify for major tournaments. And for players, they want to enhance a reputation playing against the very best. Um, so they want to be in that tournament. So this is the perfect opportunity to say to Stevie Clark, listen, we have the attitude, we have the mentality, and we have the the, the quality to win mm. these type of games, and we want to be in your squad. Plus, the fact we just can't keep. As much as we're qualified, as much as we've got a bit of luxury to try one or two things, um, we can't just keep losing games because the nation's in a high because of the way we're playing, yep. winning games. Yes, we've lost three in, in a bounce, but we, as, as you quite rightly said there, I liked his interview. I thought it was very positive saying, look, we have had a learning curve, which is brilliant if you can take that one to the next step. And I think this group of players can take that one to the next step. But I do believe, mm. agree with them, get back to winning ways as quickly as you can. It was interesting, there was just one one line from John Carver, I was on that press conference yesterday via Zoom, obviously, um, where he said, you know, we, we will try one or two things mm. with a view to, to, you know, kind of taking us to the next level. Do you wonder what that is well, again, you within know, our squad? Well, it's Andy not... Robertson missing, Kieran Tierney missing for a start. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and also Aaron Hickey missing. So he can play right back or left back. Yep. So there's going to have to be changes there. Patterson, you would think, would maybe come in on the right-hand side, but on the left-hand side, do you change it? Do you go to a four? Do you, do you stick with the, the three that's been so successful? Um, McTominay has been playing that advanced role, supporting the striker. Um, does that does that get changed a little bit because um, the full-backs, uh, does he have wingers available to him? So I, I think they might, he might, in at least one of the games, change to a four because he knows that perhaps against certain opposition in the in the Euros, he may well have to adapt to that, whether it's from the start of the games or during games. So I think he'll, I think he'll mm. take the formations. I think one game he'll play mm -hmm. three at the back and another game I think he'll play four at the back. And also the goalkeepers, you know, with uh, Angus Gunn uh, missing as well. It uh, looks like Liam Kelly and, and, and Xander Clark might play a game each. Let's hear from Liam Cooper. He says Scotland didn't do themselves justice at the last Euros, and that's the bit that's spurring them on to do better next year. I think as as professionals, um, I think we sort of put that expectation ourselves immediately after the after the last Euros. I don't think we did ourselves justice in 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 that tournament. Obviously, it was a, 
a lot of our our lads first first taste, including myself, of 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 major football and. We, straight after that, we, we we agreed to ourselves, and in private conversations, I've had that we we didn't really do ourselves justice. So there's um, we've got a lot of people to and ourselves to go to go prove to that we we belong there and we can we can get through the group stages. We've got an honest bunch of lads on honest staff, and um, yeah, we we held ourselves accountable, and we want to satisfied with the way we performed and um, we, 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 we want to go and, and obviously we've, we've done well in, in the group stage now like you say with two games to spare is, is amazing um, but it can't stop there um, to, to improve and, and to be even more successful we've got to go and, and do ourselves justice at the Euros William is on the line with a question take it away William Hello good evening guys how are you doing you alright? Thank you good, 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 good. It's just about the Scotland team there. I, I looked at it yesterday and I and I realised that Turnbull wasn't in it. And I thought to myself, what a great opportunity it would have been for Turnbull. It likes you. You're saying that the guys are going to try a few different things. And I was just wanting to ask Jim and, and obviously Gordon there, why do you think Turnbull's been excluded for this squad? You know, and I can understand why he still wants to go for top spot and things like that. But when you're speaking there. I think it's a perfect opportunity for Turnbull to come into the team and maybe show show what he's got. You know, I thought he, he could maybe play as a 10 or maybe play uh, just as a, in the three with, with Robertson, obviously, and, that being out, and Robertson and Tierney being out on, the, on that left-hand side, you know. So just to, just to ask Jim what, what he thinks, why do you think he's been excluded? Uh, and I give my reasons why I think he's been excluded, but I don't understand. As I say, I thought it was a good opportunity for maybe Tumble to get a chance uh, for these two games. You know. Well, I, I must admit, uh, I'm a wee bit surprised as well, William. Like yourself, it wasn't included, but I can also get. You know, you've got to look at the balance of the squad, and the one area that Scotland are very strong in is the midfield. You know, whether it's Callum McGregor, McTominay, McGinn, uh, Billy Gilmore. Um, you know, Stuart Armstrong. There are so many players in there. Lewis Ferguson. Lewis Ferguson. Yeah, that the, you know that were very, very strong and and covered. We can cover all aspects, whether it's players who can go and threaten in the front area or where players that can control and and sit and demand and demand the ball. And I think it's just really that's the that's the main reason for me that um, David Turnbull hasn't um, been included in this particular uh, occasion. Um, I, you know, I think he's a terrific player. He's, he's, you know, obviously recently with Celtic, he was left out at the weekend, but he comes in, he's scored, I think he was, he scored four goals in his last three games, something like that for Celtic. Joint top scorer. Yes, yeah, he's got six goals, I think, already, uh, and, and not played as many minutes as he would have liked. But I just think it's a, an area where Scotland are so strong, and that's the, 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 the single reason, I think, why... He's been left. I, think I get your right, point Jim. about trying to yeah. maybe look at something different, but Stevie Clark is not going to just, you know, throw, throw everything, uh, you know, yeah. to, to the what, side just to try something for this game. Just quickly, worth bearing in mind, it's not like he's not been in the Celtic, previ- no previous squads, squads oh, yeah. like the last couple of squads. And although we said try something different, mm-hmm. I think clearly that's within the group that's there. I mean, there's nobody really, well, nobody tends to get called up mm-hmm. if they've not been in the kind of recent squads. We're top, we're top heavy in the middle of the park. We've got some terrific players. Jim's right there about the, the strength that we've got in there. Guys like Lewis Ferguson will be sitting there chapping at the bit, hoping for an opportunity as well, doing brilliantly over in Italy. Um, I'm, I'm a Turnbull fan. Uh, I think David will need to just concentrate just now He's doing all the right things for me. I sing his praises on this show every time someone comes on and gives him a bit of criticism. He just needs to keep working away, keep his head down and force himself into that Celtic team's a regular. 
What do you think, William? You understand the response? I understand there's good players and they all offer different uh, different things. You know, I think oh, Turnbull offers something different as well. You know, I think he can play that pass. You know, between the defence that can open up, open up pack defences. I think I think if you if you're looking at maybe maybe off the ball, he's no he's no as good as maybe your Fergusons and your 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 guys like that are on that are, are trying to get into the team as well. You know, but I just think I just think. Each individual does offer something, something different, and I think Turnbull would offer you that. You know, I don't know whether Clark is, is thinking to himself, well, maybe he doesn't work hard enough off the ball or something like that, and that's why he's been excluded. But I just think that, it, and I'm not saying I think Turnbull's uh, a luxury. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's probably something that he needs to work on. You know, but I just think that Turnbull could offer uh, Scott on something going forward and something different in that forward area. The thing is, Jim, there is actually not that much scope to mm. to to get into this Euro squad. Um, there is not that many camps before then. Mm. We know Steve Clark is extremely loyal, and I think clearly he's been justified in that. When you look at his track record, if you it's only twenty three that gets named in the yeah. Euro squad. If you look at the squad currently, um, three of them will be goalkeepers. Th- yeah, for sure. <laughs> Right now, obviously, in the, the the team that's going to play Georgia, as you said, I mean, nailed on beyond mm-hmm. all conceivable doubts, Kieran Tierney, Andy Robertson, and, and Aaron Hickey, you would have to say, yep. and probably Shea Adams, although yep. uh, he's dropped out this one, Lauren Shanklin comes in. There's been this assumption, I think, for, for a lot of people that somehow, at some point, somewhere, Ben Doak will go to the Euros. Mm. Maybe he will, but, you know, the, the opportunities and even just the numerical side of things, it, it's... it's doesn't leave a great deal of wriggle room. No, I mean, the only areas that you might think it could be in the front area, you know, as you mentioned, I think that the defence is, is, you know, in the goalkeeping situations, I don't think it'll change much. Midfield, as we mentioned, is so strong. That is our strongest area. So maybe in the front area, like a Ben Doak, maybe maybe a Lorne Shanklin, a, a natural goal scorer. To me, these are the only areas that are open um, to debate. Everything else will be nailed on. And, you know, Steve, you just have to look at Stevie Clark's squads and how how he trusts his player, not not just in terms of you know on the pitch, but how they you know how they work together off the pitch. We, you know he's 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 got this real um, uh, club team you know spirit, mm-hmm. um, and that that that's evident all the time. He's not going to disrupt that by pulling half a dozen players in out the blue. That is going to maintain. That's going to be his his big strength. So to me, one or two players might. If they if they really come to the fore uh, and they'll be the forward areas and that maybe give us just that wee option that we might need in, in, in one or two games. I can't disagree with that. I think if you are looking, you're looking at this the forward areas. I think Jim's nailed it because he's going to he's going to stick by the players that's gotten the success. Um, they're a good group of players. They work hard. They always get recognised from this bonding together and how close they are. Uh, so he's not going to disrupt that leading into a, a major tournament. There will be, I always find, there will be, as you call it, wriggle room, Gordon, there, maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. So the guys in the outside just now, like say maybe Turnbulls or Doak or whoever it may be, it might just be a lifeline to get their cell in there. There's still a lot of games and a lot of yeah. time before the Euros. And of course, sadly for someone, someone will probably get injured. I'm, that's I'm the, that's that. just yeah. the way that's football yeah. is. You rarely have every single player fit invariably somebody misses yeah. out sadly for that player and that opens 
the door for a, for a player to be, but he's got to be ready and available and, you know, good enough to come in and do that job. Okay, thank you to William. Let's see how you're doing on this teaser. Can you name the last eight defenders to score for Scotland's men's team? Porteous, Hendry and Hanley. Scott McKenna against Armenia, Scott yes. Tierney. Tierney against Poland, yes. Three to get, we'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it, watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Gordon DL are here into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, and Gordon DL's oh so chuffed with himself because he thinks he's got one <laughs> on the full-time teaser. We're asking for the last eight defenders who've scored for Scotland men's team. Ryan Porteous, Jack Hendry, Scott McKenna, Kieran Tierney and Grant Hanley. You know I've got it. Go for it. Declan Gallagher. No. <laughs> that was wrong. Charlie Mulgrew. Is that the one you're really chuffed about? Charlie Mulgrew. He's not on the list either. <laughs> Honestly, oh, done, I, can, producers, can we release the yeah. film during the breaks? He was given it. I've worked with him too long. I can tell that's right. I can see it in his face. Not so smug now, are you? Because he's not. I have done you again. You have. You have. Well done, you. John Shaw. Yes, against Denmark. Remember that? What a night that was. Brilliant. Okay, two to get. We'll try and get them before the end of the show. Ah, they say it cut. The camera cuts when the mics go down at the break for yes. legal for legal reasons. Apparently, <laughs> oh, I'm glad of that. Um, I don't know if that's the the truth or not. But there we are. So yeah, as a big international week, uh, we're of course not fully into that yet. We're looking back on uh, some of the talking points from. The weekend that's just passed. Also, there's still time for you to squeeze a call in. I mean, we'll need to be quick, I must say. We really will. Um, but you could try it if you've got something burning that you want to get off your chest. You know something that I would really like to play and almost end the show on like the most important point, something that really puts everything uh, into perspective. Let's hear a bit from St. Johnson's Graham Carey, just because of how important mm. and powerful this stuff is. So he, he basically wants to thank the wider footballing community for all their support. It was revealed, of course, that his wife... Uh, is battling cancer for a fourth time he says it's taken its toll on the whole family and he felt it was maybe written in the stars that he scored at the weekend physically it's been a bit draining I think um, when you're playing in the game you can kind of switch off and focus on your job but a half time and a full time in the games this week has been tough but um, I mean I, I've said all season we have a great great group in that dressing room and they've really shown their support this week and it means a lot I just don't know if I've ever been as delighted for a St Johnston player to score as I was at the weekend, Jim. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's heart-wrenching to, to hear Graham speaking. You can hear the emotion in his voice. And he was thinking, you know, the, the kind of football fraternity, really, for all, all support, not just the St Johnston, but I think many, many fans around the country. And it does put things in perspective. I, I, know, I know that this is a very emotive programme and, you know, people phone up and, they, you know, they, as you say, get the stuff off their chest. But when you put a situation like Graham's, uh, you know, uh, into the mix, then you realise it is only a game, and uh, you know there's much more important things in life. And um, all, all we can say is we, we, we wish uh, Graham and his family and his wife, you know, all the luck in the world. Uh, and uh, hopefully she makes a, a full recovery. I mean, that's the thing, Gordon. In that context, even scoring's not important. But obviously, no. it was just that's a nice moment, and clearly it was a good chance for him to, um, you know, sort of give his thanks for all the support and and, and so on and. 
Well, I'm sure to, it's. Um, you got to say all, all football united with them at the weekend. Um, you're right, Gordon. Absolutely delighted for a lad. Uh, it takes some strength to go out there and still do your job and perform to that level. And um, as Jim quite rightly says, and everybody will wish him and his wife all the very, very best. And interesting times at St Johnson as well, mm. going for the old experienced um, head at a time when lots of clubs were maybe you know promoting from within or going for young managers. Um, St Johnson have done that though previously a lot so they couldn't really promote from within again yeah. they sort of used it, used all those options up so break come at a good time or a bad time down yeah, the I bottom mean, listen, obviously it's difficult for young managers because invariably if you know things turn um, you don't get the opportunity to try and, and, and learn from that experience and, and, and what you lose your job too quickly and Craig's come in and that, that sort of went for the went for a wealth of knowledge here he's brought in Andy Kirk who he had um, working with him at, at Breakin um, I think Nicky Clapp being injured now will be a yeah, huge that's a blow. blow for him. I think he scored three goals in two games. That they've you know they've picked up a number of points to get themselves off the bottom of the league, but um, he's going to be injured and and you know they don't score. They don't have a, a real regular scorer other than Nicky Clark. I think that was a big problem for Steve McLean. He wasn't involved there as well. Um, so yeah, it's a mm. test and it's interesting getting new managers come in like Craig. Obviously in uh, the championship, you had big Duncan Ferguson who's made a very positive impact on yeah, Inverness. Yeah. So yeah, maybe uh, there's there's a hope for me and Daz yet because experience seems to be telling at this moment. And time. quickly, <laughs> but uh, you know, a good debate about Rangers. You can see both sides for your team, Motherwell break come at an unbelievably good time. Can't yeah. put my logic simple. They can't ruin your weekend if they don't. Play. No, no. But my big worry is they'll need to be a lot of work done because. You look at the international break and you think, right, okay, we've got a couple of weeks, get everything sorted out, look forward to the next game. You look at the fixture list, you're at ah, Celtic Park. <laughs> so it's got to be a difficult one. We're in real trouble, but the only good thing is you look at teams round about you, Livingston, Ross County losing game after game. You look at Motherwell sitting there, what, two wins, you're back up the top six. So Aberdeen are still there. Yeah. Uh, okay, right, what are we going for then? You've got two more to get. The last eight defenders have scored for Scotland men's team. Porteous, Henry, McKenna, Tierney, Souter, Hanley. I think Daz has come up I with I don't know, I'm just going <coughs> for a guess. Stephen O'Donnell? No, but two guys that play in his position. Nathan Parson? Yep. Moldova, oh, remember? Yeah. And the other one who is in the squad, I think he's one, yeah, one that's been called up as a result of those absentees. Same position. Um, right wing back. His goal came against Armenia, if it matters. I think was that his debut as well. I'm not sure, but it was. No. Celtic. Ralston. Uh, Anthony Ralston. Anthony Ralston. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. We are back tomorrow. Looking forward to joining you from six o'clock when we build up to the Scotland games. And I'm sure there'll be something domestic football related for us to get our teeth into. Remember, you can catch up on the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch it back now if you want to see Gordon DL's Justin Beaver gaff. In all its glory, YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. I'm definitely going to stop talking about that forever. Stay right there. Amber is in for Callum next.